This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, paging Dr. Mom, plus Biz takes a trip to the stars. We learn what Teresa does when she has a cold, and we talk to Molly Bloom from Brains On and Smash Boom Fest. Woo! <laughs> Teresa. Yes. How are you? I am sick again. Eeyore? Yeah. A ho-hum. What does Eeyore say? <laughs> oh, bother. Oh, bother. It's nothing. No one sick cares about again. me anyway. <laughs> um, I love Eeyore. Yeah, I just, I have a cold again. I got it from Curtis, I believe, because I think I'm just getting all the yeah. preschool illnesses over again, basically. Mm. He was a little sick last week, but not like enough to stay home. But he just yeah. has the, we just have the cold. The cold. We have the cold. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when I have a bad cold, I generally like to take Sudafed, like sure. the real, like the pseudoephedrine that you have to like get from behind the counter. Yeah. At least in California, you yeah, do. You like do. sign yeah. for it. Because for me, I feel like it's the only thing that works. Like if I really yeah. have to, if I have to operate like on a, <laughs> at least like Human a normal level, level <laughs> I need that to operate. But the funny thing is, is it has the effect of making me kind of manic Mm. and really, like, ambitiously organizational, (laughs) like, big time. So this, like, the past few days we took, I mentioned we had taken down the crib and then, so there's been some reorganization going on and some cleaning out of areas and it's not done, Mm. but... The way I have basically rested the last few days has been (laughs) to, like, psychotically clean my house to the point where I'm, like, sweating and there's, like, stuff everywhere. And I'm like, I'm almost done to Jesse. Like, I'm just, it's not not restful, Uh -uh. but I can't stop myself. And it kind of feels good because it's, Mm -hmm. like, stuff that kind of really needs to happen. Yeah. So there you go. I guess that there's a... There's maybe something good about me being sick. I look forward to seeing how that action affects the length of your cold. Because sure. because yeah. if it you just fixes I'm, it. Yeah. No, no, I'm hoping that it fixes it. Okay. And then I'm like, new new treatment. Yeah. Oh, man, that ties in well to what we're going to talk about later. Sadly, mine doesn't. Okay. How are you? I, guys, I'm great because of one thing. Ellis and I did something, and it was so great. And I, we have, like, I, you know, this is where I come to talk about the struggles. Yeah. But as I've mentioned recently, he's been into, like, the stars and astronomy and, like, constellations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be looking at what's going on around town and at Descanso Gardens, which is this beautiful, you know, gardens thing you can go roam around in. They were having a star night. And they had it Saturday, last Saturday night. And I just took Ellis. Nice. And I was like, I really think this is going to be good. Uh And there was a brief moment when I told him about it on Friday. And he was like, I don't want to do that. And I, like, my heart sank. And then the next morning, he was like, I cannot wait. So we go out there. We get there 
5.30. He's like bounding through the gardens. I'm going to be an astronomer. And he's like yelling out all the stuff that he's learned. I mean, it might as well be like like Star Wars characters for him, right? Like mm-hmm. that's how he retains it. So he's like, that's blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, we're going to do the stargazing. So we go out there. We meet the astronomer. He asks like a million questions to the astronomer. And she was very patient <laughs> with Ellis. And then we laid out and we watched like, like he spotted, we spotted star constellations Aww. together and like listened to the talk. And that was so awesome. And then we went and did a Starcraft which was really cute. And then we went and saw a puppet show about dragons. It was like a shadow puppet show. We had like the best time together. Good job. Yeah. That's awesome. It was. It was awesome. Yeah. There was none of the other stuff. Yeah. We just did it. That's great. It was. And it was at night. I didn't know how that was going to work. I mean, it could have been. But it was special. It was so special. (laughs) I just felt like, oh, my God, I did a thing yeah. with my kid that I'm afraid to do that stuff like, with. Yeah. Yeah, and, sometimes. And it, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. And I, you know, I know that's not destined for greatness forever, but. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We both are still yeah. talking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes me think back to, like, the early days mm-hmm. where, like, you would say stuff like, you know, I see families out yes. going to stuff. Yeah. And, like, why can't that be me? And. That was a that real was place and time. Yeah. But now you kind of like we did, did that. It. We you did, did that thing, thing that you've been wanting yeah. to do forever. Yeah, that's so I know. good. I thought it was so good. Good job. Thank you. It does not tie in as nicely as uh-huh. what you started our show <laughs> off with today, which is going to be paging Dr. Mom. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Dr. Mom. Yes. I'm just gonna set this up. We've been we've been mulling this one over for a while, uh-huh. and I'm glad we didn't just jump right into it. And we've had some time to mull this topic over, to really, really discover this can go lots of places. But I think the basic thing is, suddenly you have a kid in your house, and I guess we know everything about medicine. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yep disease and injuries and emotional development. I mean, like, it's a big leap. Like, I feel like when we're pregnant, we have all these books that are like, this is how to take care of yourself. And then, like, maybe even with babies. There's like new babies. Yeah, like, hey, look, these are the things. Because they're usually yeah. pretty standard, right? Yeah. Like, and this is how your this fever is. This is how high the fever, fever is okay. Right. The, Rashes you know, are this. Right. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everything's malleable. So when they fall down, it's not that big a deal. Nothing's broken. There's no bone there. Katie Bell fell on her nose once, and I was like, oh. ah! <laughs> And luckily, we have an ER doctor in the family who's oh, right. like, yeah, yeah that, there's no bone there to break. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But then, like, toddler and on, I mean, we're going to have kids in our house for a while, guys. Yeah. And I am just surprised at the assumption that we know what to do. 
Yeah, a lot of times. A yeah. lot of times. Whether or not we do. Right. But like, I mean, this falls into that like mom instinct. This falls into the like, the, yeah. you know, information passed down for families. You yes. know, like a teaspoon of sugar will get rid of the hiccups. And it does. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's not valid science mm-hmm. <laughs> or advice. I'm just going to lay that out there. Yeah. So do you feel like a qualified doctor in your house? <laughs> All the doctors, everybody in the medical profession right now are just like <laughs> I know. clenching up. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Because, I mean... Obviously, we're going from a baseline yeah. of we love doctors, doctors and we need yes. doctors. <laughs> like we we are kind of trying to acknowledge just how kind of absurd it is. Yeah. The assumption that parents kind of know what to do. Yeah. Um, and I think I, the first one that it starts with is knowing when to call a doctor. Yes. Like when should you call the doctor? Right. Or depending on what your health plan is, like in ours, we, you have to, you can call the advice nurse yeah. or you can like make an appointment. Right. Or you can go to urgent care. And right. so it's like the part of what I'm, what I learned how to do yeah. is like, which of those things does this situation call for, <laughs> if any? You know, or do we go to right. the emergency room? Or do we go to the like, emergency room? Yeah, right. it's like, it's kind of like one step removed from the medical stuff. But then there's like the baseline. When could your kid benefit from like taking some acetaminophen or right. some ibuprofen? When would your kid, when should you keep a Band-Aid on? Which we right. talked about We've a talked lot about, recently. Yeah. Like, when should a cut be treated with goopy antibiotic stuff? Yeah. Or when should you keep it dry? When, right. like, and like yeah. things rashes. with like Let's rashes. Let's just jump into the rashes tummy, too. Tummy, tummy things issues. that are unusual. Like if it's just like the abdominal something, yeah. like you can tell Occasional abdominal. pains. Because yeah. that's the one for me with my kids where yeah. they are 10 and 6, where they're constantly complaining about different pains. And I'm just like... Growing pains. Yeah, always. Like, it's always growing pains. Always, and yeah. most of the time, I really think it is. I mean, yeah. if they're limping for a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> I like, mean, like, Oscar, a couple of days ago, though, was like, uh, I'm going to go lay down in my bed. I have a growing pain in my arm. It happens sometimes. And I was thinking to myself, I said, sure. And then I was thinking, growing pain in your one arm? Like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> just, that seems weird. But I just let him go yeah, with yeah. it. Like, well, if he complains again, maybe I'll, <laughs> like, look into it further. Right. But it's a constant managing of, number one, do I understand what's going on or what's trying to be communicated to me? Right. Does my kid understand what they're feeling? Because, like, Oscar will often mix up sensations that he's having. Like, he will ask for food when he's about to fall asleep because he mixes up hunger and sleepiness. There are certain, like, body feelings that he's having that he has trouble figuring out how to describe what he's feeling, which totally makes sense. Sure. Well, like, headaches are a weird one. Headaches are weird. You're like, is it a a headache? What does it feel? Or did you just get up funny? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And so there's, like, there's those first things. And then there's, like... Is this like a home remedy yeah. thing? Is this and water then and rest? At what point do I <laughs> at what point do I like seek further assistance? And I feel like that one is it's one that like I've gotten better and better at. Yeah. But I've but I've also still gotten wrong with yeah. Curtis. My third kid. Yeah. You know, like I I can't remember if I talked about this, but like he had like a like a blemish on his cheek. Mm. 
And I actually, like, it bothered me so much because, like, I... I, it right. was like blemish yeah. and he has like little kid skin that like doesn't have blemishes you know like a pimple yeah it's a spider egg go ahead right. <laughs> and so I like I totally was like trying yeah. to squeeze it oh, yeah. I was trying to like do weird things to it I was putting neosporin on all this stuff yeah. and then I finally after a few more days and like the teacher had put a band-aid over it at one point <laughs> and I at school and and so then oh, I, so I wouldn't pick it yeah, yeah. or I don't know I why don't know. I, he came home with her. a band-aid yeah probably <laughs> And I finally emailed the doctor with pictures of it oh, and yeah. was like, I'm, you know, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this and I've done that. You know, yeah. what do you what do you think? And she just wrote back little infections happen in the skin from time to time. Nothing necessarily yeah. needs to be done. That should work. Yeah. Like she was basically just like literally stop it. Yeah, stop, stop touching it. Stop looking at it. <laughs> stop talking about it. Stop touching it. Stop touching Just it. Just leave it the fuck alone. Put a band Get a grip. On it. Like, get a <laughs> yeah. grip. And I was like, wow. And it was funny because I <laughs> I think I am, co- because I have three kids yeah. and because I'm like juggling a lot, I miss stuff sometimes. Sure. And so there's this part of me that's like sort of on hyper alert, like, what am I missing? Because yeah. I'm probably missing something because I'm doing too many things. Yeah. And so sometimes I that causes me to overreact yeah. out of like a sense of guilt that I'm probably not doing and en- you know, right. that I'm probably not paying enough attention. Oh yeah. And then this was one of those situations where I was like, wow, how much energy did I just expend over the last like seven days on this thing that the doctor was like Wow, first time mom. Yeah. Like, calm down. You spent two tablespoons worth. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I am with you a hundred percent. Like, I feel like I agree. There's the stuff that's happening where you're like, this is probably at home. Like, yeah. rest and walk. Like, yeah. so much is tied back to water. Are you drinking enough water? Oh. <laughs> you need to drink yeah. a shit ton more water, kid. Yeah. Right? Like, and uh, sleep. Or sl- and yeah. sleep. You know, yeah. it hurts when I do this. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Go to those classic ones. Or how about, uh, it'll, it'll feel better soon. It'll feel better soon. <laughs> Walk like, it off. Like, yeah. Walk it oh, off, like, kid. Oh, that really sucks. <laughs> By tomorrow, it'll be fine. I know. Like, right? <laughs> Would you like the heating pad on yeah. it? You know, like, or boo-boo bunny. Yeah. Right? Like, this falls into, I think, that category of trusting ourselves. Yeah. Right? Like, yes. And not beating ourselves up. For if we overreact or underreact. Right. Regardless of doctors' responses. Yeah. It's like the poison hotline. I'd much rather call. Yes. That's and be true. told it's all okay yes. than have the measles somehow. Yes. Right? Like, you yeah. know, rashes is my downward mm. spiral. Okay. And like a good doctor, I Google it mm-hmm. whenever new bumps uh, appear on my children's skin. I Google it, and I just can't emphasize enough, never Google rash on child. Just don't, yeah, don't, don't even don't. put the yeah. word rash into a Google search. Yeah, It's not helpful. It does not. Googling stuff, I don't think, is helpful as a parent unless, unless it is I'm going to look for questions to ask my yes. doctor. Right. Like or, you know what I mean? Like, I always like to go in and be like, I want to make sure I understand this enough. If I have questions, I can ask them. 
We also we use it for for stuff that is not visual, like um, <laughs> like what is the correct dosage right. for something, or what like yeah. medicine interactions. Oh, that's a good thought. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. if you're still breastfeeding, you might look yeah. up if it's okay to have a certain thing. Like there's like things yes. about medications that I feel like are very easy and helpful to find online. Yeah, that's a good one too. I like that. How to remove a Band-Aid. Another good Google search. I want to shift into two other things related to being a doctor. One would be, and I think this ties into, one ties into the other, bedside manner. Oh, yeah. Do you have a good bedside manner? I I don't know if I do. Sometimes I do. Mm -hmm. I remember once, Katie Bell, we were at somebody else's house, and they had a zip line in the backyard and you had to climb up really high and she fell from the zip line oh, I and I wasn't that. there. Yeah. I mean, I was like at a meeting yeah. thing and they're like, oh, Katie Bell fell. So I go rushing out and she's laying on her back and I just go into assessment mode. Don't move. You know, stay still. Because I remember these things of like, you know, neck injuries and head injuries. You're not supposed to move them, right? Yeah. I don't know where she's falling yet, but yeah. I am just like, I want you to look at me. You're looking at me. Okay. Move fingers. That's my yeah. first go-to all the time as Dr. Mama's, can you wiggle your fingers? Can you wiggle your toes? Right? <laughs> yeah. <Can> you- <laughs> Have we severed a nerve somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, checking the eyes. And then we're going through all that. Can you feel your back? Is there, you know, oh, and another mom is there and she goes, do you, are you a nurse? Mm-hmm. I was like, God, no. You know, but I was like, I know that my bedside ma- manner is like for big things, stay calm, act really serious. Yeah. So that my child knows they have my full attention. And I feel like it helps calm them down a little yeah. if I'm like in their eyes, like I am hearing that yeah. this just happened. Right. Yeah. And those things I feel like I'm great at, like crisis, yeah, crisis mode. Yeah. Crisis mode. Yeah. Little stuff like this kind of hurts, yeah, or whatever. I don't want to get in the bath because I have a scrape on my knee. Yeah, I like, my oh bedside my manner goes yeah. right out yeah. the window. It'll be fine. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. It's actually gonna feel yeah. great. Do you want to put a bandaid on it? Yeah. Do you want to like just bathe oh, with you like your leg yeah. hanging out of the tub? Yeah. You're disgusting. You've got to get in yeah. the tub, right? Yeah. Like, don't yeah. pick it. Yeah. Don't pick it. Stop picking it. My other great doctor advice: stop picking it right <laughs> just don't pick it and like yeah I, I think when it comes to the little stuff I try not to be completely dismissive but I also have very little room for pity yeah what I think works pretty well is the confidence right yeah. like we that's what we're basically doing <laughs> in either situation true we're showing them what is a big deal and what is not a big deal. And I feel like they do learn from that. I'm totally with you, like, on little things where I'm just like, it's just, it's fine. Like, it'll be fine. But when I'm doing a good job, when I have the energy, (laughs) I can say, like, I can say, like, I know that, like, this does really suck. And, like, everyone feels that way. Like, you're not alone. It's just one of those things. And it's going to be, like, it's get like... When I imagine when I was a kid, right. my mom talking to me in that same way, it kind of gave me the reassurance. Like, if my mom is not worried about this, yeah, it really will be okay. Like, right. Whereas with bigger things, I think if we're like, I think if we're appropriately reacting, yeah, to all situations, we're kind of teaching them. See, but now I'm going to tie this in to. to now what I thought I was going to tie it into. Okay. But it's something else, and that is 
We also are supposed to be psychologists, therapists, like have this mental health background as well, which I think may even be trickier than like how to handle a cut. And I think that ties in with the minor stuff like this hurts Mm -hmm. because it makes me think of this book that I had as a kid and I found it recently and I gave it to Ellis and it's called Albert's Toothache. And it's about this turtle and he's complaining of a toothache and he won't go to school and everybody's like, yeah, his dad especially is like, you don't have a toothache. We don't have teeth. Right. And all the kids. Uh-huh. are like, can I get out of school too? Because I have a toothache. Right. And the mother's yeah. like, worry, 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 you know. Uh-huh. And he keeps complaining about the toothache. And when his grandmother shows up, she goes up. And the first thing she says to him is, where's your toothache? Hmm. And he points to his toe. Hmm. And she bandages it up and gives it a kiss. And he's better. Hmm. Because sometimes they are looking for yeah. more acknowledgement that they exist, right? Totally. And like, yeah. so with the small things, like the walk it off, walk it yeah. off, champ, right? Yeah, like, yeah. when we have the patience, yes. we can be good with our patients. Yeah. When we don't, you don't have a toothache, you don't have teeth, right? Yeah. Like, it's also an easy place to go. Well, it's also just when those things are happening and I can see that it's for attention. Yeah. I mean, there's not much you can do about it in the moment, but I'm sometimes like, I don't really want to give my attention to this. I'm going to find something else to give my attention to for like about my kid to give them what they're obviously needing, you know? (laughs) Okay. All that right there, the like either acknowledging it, not acknowledging it, how we respond to it, I think ties into an even bigger question. Mm -hmm. Why do our children, like, why do we think our children assume we know what we're talking about? (laughs) That we are the best medical (laughs) choice for them. I know. Like, sorry, your insurance only covers me. I know. (laughs) It's so funny. Well, this totally reminds me of just the other day. Grace had fallen, like, on her way home from school it was just a knee scrape, but it was like a really bad yeah. knee scrape. Like it was, it was pretty gnarly. And they had treated her at school before sending her home. And then they put on one of those really major bandages <laughs> that is like glued to yeah. your skin and has no air. Like there's yeah, no, no air, air getting in. And they sent me an email saying, like, you know, we cleaned it up a little bit and put a bandage on, but you're probably going to need to get freshen up the bandage, which I would have anyway, because I'm yeah. like, I got to get a look at this thing. Yeah, you know? right. I want to see it. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't want me anywhere near it. Yeah. So I bribed her with a bowl of candy. Sure. And that worked. Yep. And I ripped the shit out of that <laughs> Band-Aid because I did not have no, time. we didn't have to time. Because yeah. she had a bowl of candy. And by the time that bowl of candy was in her mouth, yeah. I was done. Yeah. So I was like, I can't waste any time on this. <laughs> and it totally, like, I mean, it was really, it really ripped. Like, it was oh, yeah. not. It was, it was red, probably. It was red. Yeah. Yes, it was red. And, um, <laughs> and so I look at it. And I kind of, I cleaned it a little bit with some saline. And I'm kind of like gazing at it, you know, giving it my assessment. Yeah, your assessment. And I said, you know what? I think this is going to be fine. I don't think it needs much. I don't think we should cover it. I think we should give it some air and just (laughs) let it do its thing tonight. And probably by tomorrow, it'll be scabbed up. It'll be fine. And I was just fully delivering it like that. And Grace just goes, 
why do you know what I should do? You're not a doctor. (laughs) And it was like, it was a genuine question. Like, she wasn't trying to be a jerk to me. She was just like, what? Like, it's been a while, I think, since she's gotten really hurt. And so she was just kind of like, why why do you know? Like, yeah. how do you know all this stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Like, how yeah. do you, and I was, I looked at her and I was like, wow, I guess I have to give her a real answer to this. <laughs> so I just said, I I mean, I guess I just have a lot of experience because I'm, mm. I'm 38. Yeah. I've had a lot of experience with scraped up skin by now yeah. with my own, with my own kids. I was yeah. a babysitter. I was an after school teacher. <laughs> Lots of scrapes. Yeah. So I kind of know. I went at to this law point. school. Yeah, I went to law school. <laughs> These are my credentials. Yes. Uh, do you want to see a resume? No. Um, and she was satisfied with oh, my answer. Good. But it was kind of like, it was like, oh, you thought to question this reality that yeah. I've presented you right. with, which is that I know everything and I'm God. Right. You know? Yeah. I know we can dwell on this forever, but I just have to like give a shout out to the like, we all know that kids are different. Yeah. And whatever we expected in our house before kids is not a real. I'm not sure anybody got exactly what they expected in their house. Mm -hmm. Surprise, your kids got type one diabetes. Mm -hmm. Surprise, your kid is, you know, on the spectrum or is wired differently, right? Like all this stuff. And then we get into the real area of real crash course doctor learning, right? Like, That's beyond the cold, right? Like, that's beyond the flu or the scraped knees. I think we don't acknowledge sometimes that in, like, the things that are bigger than the boo-boos and bigger than the colds. Yeah, like and actual special like needs. Like actual that are, special yeah. needs. Yeah, like surgeries or, yeah, yeah like Suddenly, all kinds of things. Yeah. we really have to become. Yes, experts. Experts. Yes, that's so true. And I, and I think that that's intense. And I don't think any of us necessarily signed up to be doctor moms in that way. You, you know, know, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I also, I find that, and I'm in the one bed mother the special needs group. I'm yeah. forgetting the new name because it's really long, but it's yeah. a really good name. <laughs> it's very inclusive um, and specific. But um, I think that it's one of those things where about like being a parent where like some people who don't have kids with special needs will see a parent with a kid who has special needs and think like, oh, that was in their plan. They're a special right, needs yeah. parent. <laughs> like that was... They're a special needs parent. How lucky like they, you were a nurse they, already. They said, yeah. yeah, they knew like, and oh, sure. There are some cases yes. where there's adoptions or there's something that yes. runs in your family that you know and you're prepared for. Or like there are situations where you have some more expectations yeah. around that. But the vast majority of them are, we're just all learning. Yeah. As quickly as we can about something we probably never thought we would need yeah. to know about. Right. And now we need to know it really well. Yeah. So that our kid can survive. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. 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 That. Yes. Yes. So let's <laughs> let's end with that shout out. Let's also end with acknowledging a couple of things just real quick. One. Always check your dosages uh, oh, yes. with any medicine. I mean, these are givens, but you know it's good to remind because we know that this is something I was under giving Tylenol recently. Like, mm. and my doctor was like, it's not really the age, it's the weight. And so that they can do yeah. that, you know, like, yeah. So always check with doctors or the, you know, even just the back of the label, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That you know you're dosing correctly. Always trust your instinct if you feel like you should call the doctor. 
Mm-hmm. Call the doctor. It's okay. And as always, vaccines are good. <laughs> Yay, Yay, medicine! <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Grove.co. 70% of people say they want to use natural products, but only 2% do. Why? Because what they sell at the store is from the biggest companies, not necessarily the ones that are best for you. So where do you start? Introducing Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative delivers all natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. For me, my biggest problem was rabbit holes. I would like to change to a natural yeah. dishwashing detergent. Four rabbit hours hole. later. Yeah. And what I love about Grove is they've done the research for you. It has made it incredibly easy for me to switch a number of my cleaning and healthcare habits. And I really appreciate it. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order. So for a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash mother, you'll get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer and Grove, a $30 value. That's grove.co slash mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. So you guys all know that I have the minivan and everybody has plenty of space. In Jesse's car, it's like a wagon. So it's three. So when the kids are sitting in his car, it's three across. Mm -hmm. It's a little squish, but they do okay. So Curtis is just about to pass the weight limit for the latch system for his car seat, yep. which means you have to like feed the seatbelt through instead of using the latch. Right. So, but his seatbelt buckles in for his car seat buckles in right next to the middle seatbelt, which mm-hmm. is where Grace usually sits. And we've had this problem recently where we've noticed that occasionally we notice that the seatbelt is unbuckled. Right. And so, like, when she was getting out, she just, like, didn't notice. She pressed the wrong one or she did both of them or she did whatever. She's unbuckling Curtis. She's unbuckling Curtis. Yeah. And she's unbuckling his whole car seat. Yeah. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. Because you have to remember to look and check every time. And we don't always. No. And this morning, Jesse was taking Curtis and Oscar to school. And he was, like, 15 minutes late because... He realized that once he got everybody into the car, he realized, oh, this had happened. And then he and then I had like locked the seatbelt in place so he couldn't get it back in. And then like whatever. I'm the seat. I'm the car seat person. So he had a, a lot of trouble with that. And I was just sitting there thinking 
this is a really big problem. Like, this is actually a problem. Yeah. We need to, like, fix this. And I thought, this must be a problem that people have. Sure. What do I Google for this? Yeah. What do I Google? And it occurred to me, like, maybe there's a child safety buckle protector. And I looked it up, and yes, there are, like, 20 to choose Ah. from. (laughs) And so I ordered one, and it's basically just a little cover for the seatbelt that is, like, it's like a child safety lock for, like, a front door for a drawer. Only it's for the seatbelt. And it doesn't need to be that hard to open. We just need to use it it. to cover it so that Grace doesn't accidentally. Yeah. You know, she's not doing it on purpose. So I ordered one. It was $9. It will be here tomorrow. And problem solved. I feel so much better. Good job. Excellent. Thank you. So living in Southern California, there have been some droughts since we have lived here. So there's an old genius that is going to tie into the new genius. So during the last drought, we started the habit of having like a container next to the sink that just like excess water goes into from like water glasses, water bottles, blah, blah, blah. And then that goes out and like waters a tree or something. Yeah. And it's such a habit now. But I have really struggled with keeping my smaller plants alive. Mm-hmm. And recently I was cleaning out some shelf and in the back of it was this really nice brass watering can that my sister-in-law, thank you, Marika, gave me a really long time ago. Oh. And then after we like moved and stuff, it just like made its way somewhere. Yeah. I pulled it out and it's now sitting oh. there. So I can not only dump it in the big bucket, yeah. which is not usable to pour, right? Yeah. Like, I can also put some of it into the watering can. Yes. And I can, like, go and water my water little plants. plants. Oh, that's so I'm nice. I'm really trying to keep plants alive, that's guys. That's really it's like good. A thing for me. That's good. Yeah, I was like, that's nice. Hi, One Bed Mothers. This is a genius. It actually might be a fail, but I'm choosing to look at it as a genius. And it's the kind of genius that would horrify most people that I would tell. So, of course, I knew this was the place to call. Um... I was at work, and during the last hour of my shift, I had a sneezing fit, and, well, after two kids, uh, leaked a little bit and didn't want to have to explain that I had to go home because I was sneezing. And so I ran to the restroom and employed my first genius, which was I always have a spare pair of underwear in my purse for these exact reasons. And then the second genius, which was I locked the door and used the hand dryer to dry the moisture on my pants. So, again... Most people will not understand why I was so excited to not have to go home from work and explain the whole situation. And then I just solved it and took care of myself. And, yeah, I felt like that was a win. A very maybe sad win, but a win nonetheless. So this early into 2020, I will take it. Thank you for the show and for telling me that I'm doing a good job even when these things happen. Bye. These things happen all the time. Yep. You're doing a great job. Good job. You are doing a great job. Yes. I hate that we can't walk around sharing stories like that. I know. Because it's like, statistically, so many people at your work right now have a similar issue. Yes. Okay? And those sneezing attacks, that's no joke. That's no joke. And, like, in terms of trying to keep everything where it's supposed to be, you are doing an amazing job. Yes, you are. I mean, for real. Yeah. Failures. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Fail me, Teresa. I mentioned last week, I think, that Curtis was asking for alcohol at soccer. Yep. Yep. 
So the saga continues. I was getting him from his speech therapist last week, (laughs) and she said, you know, he's been saying he likes to drink alcohol. And I went, (laughs) (laughs) and she's like, yeah, I I was going to email you, but then I thought maybe I won't email about this. And she said, he says that he used to drink alcohol, but he doesn't anymore. (laughs) And he said, my daddy drinks alcohol and my mommy drinks wine. And I I was like, uh, and no, no response was needed other than laughing and oh well. And, you know, he heard whatever. But I, what I said was, well, his dad doesn't drink, so, yeah. and, which is true. But then I was like, well, but I do drink wine. Ah! <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for letting us know. <laughs> I don't give him alcohol, I swear. <laughs> I don't think he knows what that is. <laughs> I know. Oh, I God. Just, I don't. There's nothing like... <laughs> Like, sometimes you're like, that's cute once, but then yeah. you're like, oh, God. Why? It's like, and it's like the thing where you're pretending you're, you're trying to prove that you're not crazy. Yeah. Like the, like the guy who like wrote a book about going to like, and like getting himself yeah. in, like put in an insane <laughs> asylum and then being unable to get back out. Cause like yeah. once you're, once they people are. think you're insane, it's like yeah. really hard to convince people that you're not. <laughs> and it's like that. It's like oh, this feeling of yeah. like, I'm like, I don't want to like, I don't want to like uh, make a thing. Like I don't yeah. want anyone to think this is a thing. Right. But it's also totally weird. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> yep. am. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Whoop. Just slippery slope. Yep. <laughs> Pulling a little thread. Okay. Friday, Katie <laughs> Bell announced she wanted uh, to cut her hair off. She's like me. Can I get it done yeah. like as soon as possible? Yeah. So I looked around for like, you know, kids haircutting places. Yeah. And I had the slight question of, hey, should I take her to my person? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is it time yet? Is yeah. it time? I don't know. Yeah. So instead, I just make it at a little place mm-hmm. that, you know, we'd been before, mm-hmm. and, but a really long time ago. And she wanted to get like a shaggy bob. Mm-hmm. And guys, it's adorable. The fail is the moment we got there and opened the door, it hit me, we are not at this place anymore. This is too young yeah. for Katie Bell. These are li- this it is is a little full kid. Yeah. of like little kids yeah. and like seats that look like horses. Yeah. And there's just, there's no place to sit. Yeah. And because everything is designed for kids to be on the floor, like yeah. llama, llama, I love you, whatever's playing. And like, I mean, it's, kids are like coming in and out every 10 minutes just yeah. getting their hair buzzed yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was like, I mean, we just, we walked in, you know, yeah. ding, 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 the doorbell. Yeah. And I say, Katie Bell, and we're really sorry. <laughs> this is not, she was like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can just, like, see her face. Yeah. And it was, like, all, like, little boys getting their hair Yeah, cut. yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it was, like, so many things did yeah. not feel mature. Right. Uh, not what she was going for. Not what she was going yeah. for. <laughs> Luckily, the woman who cut her hair did an amazing job. Oh, good. But I was like, we'll never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> that was your last Goodbye to the haircut. last of yeah. the cheapo haircuts. Yeah. But, oh, oh poor baby sorry. Girl. Oh, no. Hi, I'm calling with a fail 
that was supposed to be a genius. Because <laughs> I have a two-year-old, and she's funny and smart, and she wants to talk to things, things that aren't able to respond to her, like lights and trees. And so, you know, I thought I was fostering her creativity by making voices for these different things and, you know, engaging with her. And after a while, different voices get boring. So one day, she decides to talk to the sky. She says, hey, sky. And I respond, yeah, Penny. <laughs> Guess what sky's voice is now? Sky talks like this. And because Penny likes the voice so much, she talks to the sky a lot. And I need you to understand that I'm a 32-year-old woman living in the Midwest. This is not how I sound. But is Sky allowed to sound any other way? Nope. Because this is how Sky sounds. If we're in public, this is what the Sky sounds like. If we're on an airplane full of strangers, this is what the Sky sounds like. <sighs> I'd like to believe I'm doing a good job. I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> Thanks. Love the show. So good. You are, you are in fact, doing a good yeah. job. You, look, as a... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a fail like this once with Ellis and food talking. Oh, yeah. But, like, Stefan and I, we do this. We yeah. do exactly what you do. Yeah. The Kaiser building, the, and my kids go to the doctor. It talks to the children. Oh. Uh, the moon talks to the children. Like, everything. Oh. They have conversations, like, all the time. And you're right. It's a trap. I mean, it's a trap. You're stuck with that. Possibly forever, but it is such a sign that you are like engaging with your kid yeah. and that being silly and fun. I mean, we love that, like, Katie Bell is 10 years old and like Stefan will like mess with her, like, hey, Katie Bell, it's me, the moon. And she's like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. I got it. Okay. How are you, Katie? Yeah. Right, like, I mean, I don't know. It's it. It, oh. it may feel like a lot now, like a fail now, but I guarantee you, this you are doing. Just keep keep going. doing it keep until at, it. at her wedding. <laughs> at her wedding, you'll be like, "I'm the Scott," right? You know, like it's it'll be embarrassing and scarring for this. It's like a fail that goes forever. And you definitely have our support here at One Bad Mother. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Franklin and Emily. 
a departure from throwaway culture of today's kids' furniture, Franklin and Emily's award-winning children's furniture is U.S. made with materials safe for your kids and their future planet. Franklin and Emily's line includes a luxurious, fine-grain leather lounger, an adorable club chair, and a plush two-seater sofa that are made with durable, machine-washable fabric that will endure the messes and madness of childhood. Light enough for your little one to lift and carry and fully assembled to save you precious time and effort. Visit franklinemily.com to see how their kids' furniture will complement the aesthetic of your home. Use code BADMOTHER at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Hey, Teresa. Let's call someone today. Teresa, this week we are talking to Molly Bloom, who is the host, co-producer, and co-creator of Brains On, a science podcast for kids and curious adults, as well as Smash Boom Best, a debate show for kids and families. Welcome, Molly! Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to, like, jump into a debate. Uh, <laughs> which do you prefer? But, but before I do that, we want to ask you what we ask our guests, which is who lives in your house? Well, I live in my house with my husband and my four-year-old daughter and a very grumpy cat. Oh, grumpy cat. Oh, that is going to tie in so nicely to a question I have for you later (laughs) in our discussion when we get into Smash Boom Best. But we will start with Brains On. So Brains On, for anybody who maybe doesn't have kids or isn't a curious adult, shame on you. (laughs) Brains On is this absolutely brilliant uh, science podcast. And I guess I want to just start with... How did you get into making podcasts geared towards kids or, you know, I don't want to say for just kids because mm-hmm. I, my husband and I love the podcast, but how did you do that and how did you come up with the idea for Brains On? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, Brains On started as a side project that I made with my two co-producers, Sandin and Mark, yeah. who still work on the show with me. And, you know, frankly, we were like a little bored at our other jobs, our day jobs. <laughs> we all worked in the Minnesota Public Radio newsroom, and uh, we wanted sort of a creative outlet, and I had always been super interested in making stuff for kids because I just, I was always a camp counselor, and I took, a, like, a lot of education classes in college and, like, taught in schools and stuff, and just thought kids were so awesome and smart, and so I really wanted to make something for that, those people, those really smart kids, and so we just started talking about how to make something that doesn't talk down to kids, that features them in a really positive light, that shows how smart they are, and is also something that parents wouldn't be really annoyed by. So those (laughs) are sort of our, like, three things we wanted to do. (laughs) And so we we decided that, you know, science would be a really good way to sort of highlight different areas of interest that we knew kids had and different talents that they had and sort of that natural curiosity and inquisitiveness. So that's how we settled on science. I got to tell you, you you nailed all three. I also have the mind of a 12-year-old at times, I think. So, like, (laughs) a a lot of your, the titles get me right away. But, you know, we were big fans of the gas episode, the internal, the pooting. That was big, (laughs) big fans. It really is 
fun and not insulting. And my daughter, as a result, who listens a lot, she, you know, she's at an age where, like, she has my, like, original iPod. (laughs) The only thing (laughs) it can do is download podcasts. (laughs) So, you know, we hooked her up with this one. And then from there, it's branched out to the other podcast that you have. She, in fact, was the one who was like, oh, yeah, they have a new podcast on history. (laughs) (laughs) which we'll talk about, too. But I was like, oh, really? Thank you, Katie Bell. She'll bust out facts that I love that I can be like, no, she's she's right. (laughs) Because I know she's learned it from the show. So let me ask, she, she had a question, which is, how do you guys go about picking what you're going to talk about? And how long does it take to make an episode? That's a great question. Um, so, yeah, so we get, you know, hundreds of questions from kids a week. Oh, yeah. So it's a very intense amount, but we love them and we read them all. And then about two times a year, we'll sit down for these massive meetings. You know, as we read them throughout the year, we're flagging them. We're seeing trends emerge. Mm-hmm. And we'll have these meetings where we sit down and we sketch out sort of the next six months of episodes. So and sometimes there will be super unique questions that we've never heard before. So, like, you know... One kid wrote in with, if there was a lake of lemonade, would it rain lemonade? It was like, oh, that's a great question. That so is we, a great question. <laughs> you know, sometimes there will be like, oh, all of a sudden we have all of these questions about body odor. That mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we should probably do a body odor episode. <laughs> um, so that's sort of how we pick. And then we also want to make sure we're doing different areas of science so that we're not, like we could do an a show that was only about animals with the amount of questions we get about animals. Yeah. But we want to make sure we're also doing like technology and engineering and physics and getting into all the different kind of branches of science. So that's how we do it. And we're like so lucky. We feel like we will never run out no. of topics. Children will have questions forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just walk into my house. <laughs> Just like, what? Okay, <laughs> I, maybe. Which then leads to my question. How much do you guys know about the topic before you guys make the episodes? And have you ever been like, really? Is that true? What? <laughs> Or are you I just like, we'll, you know. Yeah, we're like that for every episode, yeah. pretty much. Because <laughs> really, well, our producer, Manica, who joined us, who joined our team fairly recently, she has a science background, but the rest of us do not have science backgrounds. And so we have picked a lot of topics. We're like, oh, that'll probably be pretty easy to answer. And then we start researching <laughs> it and talking to scientists. We're like, oh, no, what have we done? (laughs) This is so complicated. But we keep trying anyway. Like, we did one about why is the ocean salty, which would be like, yeah, that's, like, fairly straightforward. And then we talked to a scientist who was like, I teach this to my graduate-level chemistry class. So (laughs) Well, how do you – you guys really do a good job at explaining incredibly complicated and complex topics – how do you guys do that? You know, I mean, yeah. like, is that just because you have found really great guests or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the super smart scientists that we talk to are super, are key to everything without them. Because they have to teach us before we can sort of relay that information back to the families who listen. So that's huge. We find really awesome scientists to help us. And then just... I think embracing ambiguity because there's a lot of things that kids ask that don't have a straightforward answer yeah. and that scientists have not figured out yet. And 
we're very comfortable saying that and saying, like, there is not a good answer for this. Here's some things people think, but, you know, you could help find the answer one day if you want to become a scientist um, or just, you know, think about it and turn it over in your head and come up with you, what you think is, like, also an exciting possibility. So we like to show that there's lots of shades of gray for lots of different things. Yeah. Is there like a topic that comes to mind that you either were like, oh, how on earth are we going to explain this? Or that you all and or that you were also like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Mm, Oh, man, there's so many. I know. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think one of the things that you know, was very, that's always very challenging for us as sort of like molecular physics, yeah. <laughs> those kind of things. So like we were talking about how paint sticks to a wall. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You know, so we like, we, we tried to think of like a fun visual metaphor. So we came up with like these molecule parties and there's like different friend groups at the party <laughs> who are kind of like engaging in different ways. And those were the different kinds of bonds, Yeah, you know, and it, it was fun and funny. And I think it got, point across another one that was like really hard was how batteries work which was like very very difficult yeah yeah Yeah, so just trying to think of like strange metaphors that will stick in your brain so that even if you couldn't say exactly how a battery works you could probably like recall this strange metaphor we came up with of like a dog running around a lake and that'll maybe help you when it comes up in class later or something you could be like oh yeah it's kind of like that dog I heard of (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's incredibly genius. I remember we, after listening to some of the ones that involved atoms and such, the discussion that kept going on in the car that I had no way to respond to or like I could my, myself could not get my head around was the fact that we're never actually touching anything mm. <laughs> that like atoms like you, that you're not really touching it. Yes. <laughs> it was like. I don't know what to think about this. Oh my I gosh! Just, yes. and kids love that. Stuff. Yeah, like I they mean, do. I think sort of like you know some some things that a lot of scientists we've talked to who deal with sort of like vision and how we perceive mm. the world. You know, there is it's all created in your brain, right? So you don't actually like color doesn't actually exist. It's right. something that our brain processes, and like different animals can perceive colors that we cannot. And dogs can smell things that we cannot. And so there's all these things that are out there that we can't really perceive, which I think is just really cool to think about, that there's a lot we're missing. And so, like, to engage in the world in as many different ways as you can to sort of try to piece together those things that we're missing sort of blows my mind, and I like to think about that. Oh, yeah. No, it's it, that's how it feels like kids' brains, like, this is the time where they haven't had limits put on their thinking yet of, like, what is and isn't, right? Like, uh, I love it. All right, we're going to move into the other show that I truly love, which is Smash Boom Best. Uh, It's like a debate podcast. I mean, it includes science and include you learn things, but, like, Mm -hmm. I think we were on, uh, Katie Bell and I were driving around, and we were listening to multiple episodes, and I was like, oh, my God, this is genius. They are (laughs) teaching debate, like actual (laughs) rules of debate, and like how you would score points in a debate. I mean, it was just like, I love this podcast. It is one of my favorites, and usually it's where you guys take 
two topics and debate them, like cats versus dogs or, you know, dragons versus, I, now I can't remember. But yeah, we, dragons versus unicorns. Yes, dragons versus unicorns. How did that one come about? How did you shift into that? Sure. Yeah, that's that's a, a true spinoff of Brains On because on Brains On we used to do these debate episodes where Mark and Sandin would debate like bridges versus tunnels, yeah. uh, octopuses versus dolphins, and those were some of our most popular episodes. And so we were like, this should be its own show. It's like so specific and people seem to love it so much. So we spun it off into National Best and really created a very standard format for all the different debates. So it starts with this declaration of greatness where <laughs> that's kind of where all this, the facts are, where the debater, who's an adult always, and usually like sometimes a comedian or another smart, funny person, and um, they'll sort of lay out like the facts and the history behind that. And then there's like an improvised round, which is always just like pure silliness. And then one where people have to, we call it the micro round, where they have mm -hmm. to present an argument in like a creative way, like a letter to the editor or a workout video or something. <laughs> and then there's a kid who's judging the debate and they decide who came out on top for that particular debate. And, and the, what we wanted to do with that show is like for a slightly older audience yeah. than Smash than, than Brains On. So it's just like there's it's a, maybe like a little snarkier than Brains On and like the humor is more dialed up. And but it's like it's really fun to work on that show. Like I genuinely am delighted by the debaters and all the laughter you hear is real because I think they're so funny. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's great. Is that another show where you're pulling topics to debate from listener write-ins or mm -hmm. yeah yeah we get tons oh, of bet. suggestions <laughs> for like all the time how much um, it's delightful how much anger response do you get from them oh how passionate we also get some anger because <laughs> i i have because i myself katie bell and i were a little outraged by cats versus dogs uh oh, i understand as cat people we were like that guy's just talking about cat videos. <laughs> Does he know what a cat is? Uh, but so, but it, that made me think, like, I was like, does this guy even like cats? But it made me think of, oh, my God, what sort of response do you get from listeners regarding some of these? Yes, people feel very strongly. I think that actually the one that we've gotten the most yeah. response is, uh, books versus movies. Yeah. Team book was very upset that movies won. And we hear a lot from team book that <laughs> book should have won that. It's not a competition. I love it. I love it. Was there ever one that you personally were super invested in that you were like, obviously, <laughs> and that you yourself were like, I'm walking away from this. This is garbage. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I felt very strongly about rice versus noodles. Um, I really love noodles. And I, I mean, Joy did such a good job debating for Rice that I couldn't regret her winning. She did a wonderful job. But I'm Team Noodles. So that was, you know, I felt that one deeply. Well, what I love about it, though, is that it is about debate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is about, this is how competitive debaters and, and people, it you sometimes may not agree with what came out, but who made the better argument, which, I, mm -hmm. again, I just think is... A gift. Do you guys help the guest with their research, or when somebody's selected to be a debater, are they in charge of their own? Yeah, you know, kind of depends on the debater and how much time they have in their schedule. Um, I mean, we edit their debates, so sometimes oh, yeah. we'll help guide them this way or that, and we'll, you know, say, you know, try not to use ad hominem attacks if possible, <laughs> which are when you're just calling someone a name, basically. Um, 
But, you know, we did introduce a state of debate segment in our second season yeah. where we actually do teach about logical fallacies, different ones, and other, you know, debating techniques. And that's been, like, super fun. And we've heard from several parents of where their kids have called them out on logical fallacies yes! they're using. Yes. So I'm very, I'm very, that's very gratifying. <laughs> <laughs> well... Molly, we cannot thank you enough for joining us and for you and your whole team creating this network of podcasts. Again, there is a newer one forever ago, which is a great idea for sort of a history podcast. I was listening to the emojis episode today, and I just I hope you guys continue to create more and more podcasts like this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to you and Katie Bell for listening. Oh, absolutely. We will link everybody up to where they can learn about Brains On. They also have an amazing email mailing list that sends out ideas and further ways to explore the things they talk about. Thank you so much. And I hope you continue to have an amazing day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we're the hosts of Dr. Game Show, which is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners, regardless of quality or content, with in-studio guests and callers from all over the world. And you can win a custom a magnet. A custom magnet. Subscribe now to make sure you get our next episode. What's an example of a game, Manolo? Pokemon or medication. How do you play that? You have to guess if something's a Pokemon name or a Medi- medication. medication. First-time listener, if you want to listen to episode highlights and also know how to participate follow dr game show on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear from you it's really fun for the whole family we'll be every other wednesday starting march 13th and we're coming to max fun snorlax pokemon yes nice judge john hodgman ruled in my favor judge john hodgman ruled in my friend's favor judge john hodgman ruled in my favor i'm judge john hodgman You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Woo! It's fun when Biz gets to geek out about guests. (laughs) And cats. And cats. I did. Woo! Go back and listen to that cats versus dog debate. There was no supporting argument for cats at all. (laughs) She's never going to come back. Do you know what else we always need supporting evidence for? That is listening to a mom having a breakdown. Hi, one bad mother. I think that this is a breakdown. 
I just took my two-year-old to her checkup with a new doctor in our town, and my five-year-old came with us, and he has some sensory processing issues and other stuff going on that we're, you know, working on and aware of, and I, I let the doctor know that as she was collecting history, and she, you know, just, you could tell that she was overwhelmed by my kids in the room, and Basically, she ended up just saying to me, you know, you better get, like, deal with these things now because if you don't deal with them, then your kids are going to go to school and they're not going to, they're, they're going to need to be on IEPs. They're not going to have anything that they need and you really need to deal with this now. And just was so judgmental and made me feel so bad. And I, I am dealing with stuff and I just felt like you know my kid was like laying on on the ground underneath my chair like kicking the chair as I was sitting there and I just want people who are there to help us to actually be there to help us and not cut me down or cut us down and make me feel like I'm just a shitty mom and I know that I'm not and I had no one else to say this to um right now and I needed to say it so thanks for having this line you're all doing a good job and so am I bye yeah you are wow yeah you have every right to be upset by that interaction I'm really glad first of all that you're aware of how wrong that assessment was by that doctor like because we are trained to listen to our doctors and they are there to help us. Yeah. And a lot of times they're very helpful. And this doctor was not Mm-mm. helpful. That was probably harmful. I, I mean, agree. It's not okay. It's not okay. Do you know how you know that you are aware of what's happening with your children? One of them is kicking your seat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. to me is always the like when you see somebody out struggling or with a kid that's more or whatever, there's always that like, well, what are they doing? Right. Are they not even know? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're aware. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're making efforts, right, to help their child. Okay. I just, a lot of work isn't visible. Yeah. To strangers. Yeah. I am so sorry because it brings up for me just like the fact that like anytime I'd have to take Ella's with Kate to like one of Katie Bell's doctor appointments or one of my own doctor appointments, I never knew what was going to happen. It was always going to be unpredictable. It was always going to be loud. It was always going to be me having to focus solely on Ellis and his movement and like all of that. And there was no way to do it without feeling Going into it, already feeling self-judgment and guilt and like whatever. And then that sort of response, I mean, the kindness of nurses and doctors just like smiling at me and being like, that's okay. You know? Yeah, totally. It goes. It goes such a long way. Such a long way. It's so appreciated. I am so sorry. I feel like I have had times at doctor's offices that have been so hard with grace that I then felt like deterred from going back to the doctor. And that's not good and it's not okay. Like we 
deserve to access those services and we need access to appropriate health care. And we just have to keep trying. But I think, you know, being aware of those shortcomings is so important. And I've gotten to the point where I I start expecting mm. certain things. Like I start knowing somebody's going to say something to me that's going to make me feel judged. Yeah. And I'm just I know that's coming and I'm I'm when I hear it instead of believing it. Right. I'm going to remind myself, "Oh yes, that is that thing that I knew was going to happen." Yeah. And I also know that it's incorrect. Yeah. And that, you know, I'm doing I'm doing a good job. And you are doing a good job. You're doing amazing. And you, just like you said, you know what you're doing. And yep. also, by the way, sometimes there isn't that much to do. Yeah. Like, it's That's not, right. this is not your fault. No. Your kids' behaviors are, they are what they are. And your your kid is communicating the way they know how. And eventually they're going to learn to communicate in other ways, too. Yep. This is not all you. Like, yeah, it's and also what a bunch of like foreboding about when they go into school. I know. I was just like, so what if they do need an IEP? Yeah. That's why we have IEPs and IEPs are really helpful if you have kids who need That's IEPs. Right. And like, <laughs> you know, oh, what now she's going to make this doctor is going to make a commentary on whether or not the school will be able to handle your. Yeah. I mean, like there was yeah, so much okay. in that. Yeah, not OK. None of it. OK. Yeah. You are doing a great job yes and we all see you we do and we all have your back yeah we do we know yep Teresa yes what else do we know what did we learn today <laughs> well look at this bookend of an episode right like you got the doctor mom and then the doctor yeah. episode I think what I learned was just that yay Doctors. Yes. And that it's a lot put on us when kids are suddenly in our house that we're supposed to suddenly be experts at all of it. Yeah, it is. Yep. And we're not. We're all learning. And yes. so to judge somebody on how they're taking care of their family and not knowing all the details. Yeah. Is not helpful <laughs> and probably a waste of energy. Yeah. And also, science is great. Yeah. And we can start our, you know, kids and ourselves early <laughs> loving the science with really great podcasts like Brains On. So also, cats are okay. They're not like the only, dogs aren't like all things and cats are bleh. Cats are nice. I have three. One's name Steve. He is a comfort and a joy. Everybody, you're doing a great job. You really are. This is incredibly hard. There's so much to weed through and try and figure out if we know or don't know. Do we ask or not ask? You know, I, it, it's like a horrible, thick soup. And uh, you can't eat your way out of it. That's a good one. <laughs> Parenting. A horrible thick soup that you can't eat your way out of. Not my best t-shirt idea. But you're all doing a good job. You really are. 
and we really see you. Teresa, you are doing a good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.